Today's scripture is uh, from the uh, Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 31 through uh, 46, and it's on the uh, front page of the uh, bulletin. The, the judgment of the nations. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, th then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates, shep, separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you who are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a str stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it when we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when, when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of those who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left, You that are accursed, depart from me, and into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then, the, then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The word of God for the people of God. Lord Jesus, we thank you for truth that leads to eternal life. Give us ears to hear what you would say to us. Open our hearts to your glorious word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Dr. Robert R. Kopp was a pastor in Pennsylvania, and he was doing what a lot of us do pretty routinely. He was just driving down the road, and he happened to get behind a car that had a bumper sticker on it that said, Honk if you love Jesus. Y'all seen those bumper stickers? Yeah, pretty common. He's a pastor, so you know what he did. He honked, and the driver of that car's response was to make an obscene gesture. Somewhere between faith and action, something got lost in that driver's life. Which is exactly why these verses can be so very 
disturbing. They don't sound disturbing, do they? They sound kind of innocent. Sheep are cute. Goats are cute, unless they're flipping Peggy over her head. <laughs> but they're cute. You, you see a nice newborn sheep or goat, you want to go and cuddle it and pet it? And these are the animals God uses to say, there's a path to destruction and there is a path to eternal life. And here's what it means. What really matters to God list of things not often found on our lists. Let's face it, we are good Christian folk, aren't we? Lynn, you a good Christian folk? Betty, are you a good Christian folk? Anybody else? You're a good Christian folk. You try, you make mistakes like all of us do. You depend on God's grace. But for the most part, we're pretty good Christian folk. And we can prove it. We can prove it. There's evidence. We are committed to Bible reading and prayer. My goodness, I was leading two Bible studies and there were two others going on at the same time. We're committed to knowing God's Word. We only miss church if we are sick or out of town. We need to pray also for those who are traveling. A lot of people are still out of town or on their way back. We serve on six committees. And we even stay longer than necessary at church events to help clean up. I am so glad Hope is not here. This is the only good reason for not to be here. I should say, who's staying to help? We're good Christian folk. Come to think of it, we're not just good Christians, we are super Christians around here. And while all these things I just mentioned are important, none of them are found on the final exam. There is nothing here about justification by faith. Being born again isn't on this list, or baptism. Think about that for a minute. Being born again isn't even mentioned in these verses telling us what leads to eternal life. Neither is baptism. Forgiveness, belief, grace, the big one, not there. All of them are such important teachings of the church, of the Bible, of our faith, but none of them are on the final exam. St. Peter isn't going to ask us how many committees we have served on in our lives. It makes great fodder for obituaries, but St. Peter, I'm not going to ask that question. Or how many Sunday school classes we have 
taught or how many small groups we have led or how many churches we have shepherded. What is the proof of faith? The proof of faith is that we take care of the poor. What is the evidence of a righteous life? That we take care of the poor. How is God's grace made evident in our lives? It is made evident by how well we take care of the poor. It is a simple message, but it is by no means an easy message. And it is found throughout the scriptures. In Deuteronomy 15, God promises to bless the Hebrew people if if they give generously to the poor. In Leviticus 19, God lays down the law. Leave something behind in your fields so the poor will have something to eat. Amos 5, God refuses offerings and ceremonies. Why? Because the people treated the poor so badly. What does Isaiah 61 tell us? That the Messiah, the Savior, will come to preach good news to the poor. But you know, as often as Sissy does fill that blessing box, you know, I'm afraid she might be feeding some drug addicts that live in our neighborhood. You know what else? God doesn't care. Give money to someone on the street, they might use it to buy alcohol. God doesn't care. God cares about our yes, not our no. What they do with what we give is on them, but our giving is on us. I was serving God at a church where we adopted a couple of families at Christmas. And when I say adopted, I mean adopted. This church, they, they made a conscious decision. There were more than 100 people in this church. And all of them got involved in taking care of two families. Now imagine all the gifts, all the, the generosity of these people for just two families. And, oh, everyone was so happy and so glad to have helped. And we actually got to know the families, and and it was big. It was huge. And a couple of weeks into the new year, I got a call from a lady who said, my sister is one of the people your church helped this year. And she gave me her sister's name, and she was right. She was one of the families we help. And she said, Pastor, I'm afraid that she conned you. 
My sister got help from a lot of churches, and the week after Christmas, she returned everything she could return to get the money. I know she's my sister, but I thought you should know. It's just not right. And I said, oh, my church is going to be so disappointed to hear that. I I didn't know what else to say. I was about to hang up when all of a sudden, one of those beautiful God moments, I had one more question pop into my head. By the way, if you don't mind me asking, do you happen to know how she spent the money? And she said, yes, Pastor, I do. She used it to get caught up on her rent, and she also bought groceries with it. And I said, so your sister, a single mom, used the gifts to get money to provide a roof over her children's head and to feed them. I said, I take it back. My church is going to be thrilled. And they were. This faith of ours is the craziest, nuttiest thing we could ever have. And I love it so much. And the God who blesses us with it, I love even more. If a thief steals your coat, don't let him leave until you give him your shirt also. Lavish love and grace upon those who deserve it the least. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Do not return evil for evil, but return good for evil. It is so crazy. It is so nutty. Like Christ the King the sovereign of the universe, the creator of worlds, dying on a cross in love with us. For us addicts, we who are addicted to sin, for us greedy and selfish people, for us who would rather be judged than to help, who would rather choose whom to love and leave others out. For us who are so good at sinning and so good at repenting of our sin and so good at going back out there and sinning again and again and again and again. Crazy? Nutty and just one of the reasons I love Christ our King so much. I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. These brothers and sisters of mine.
the thirsty ones, the lonely brothers and sisters, my brothers and sisters who are sick, in prison, in prisons of their own making, my brothers and sisters who are so frail, who fail in life, who sin so much. And on this Christ the King Sunday, if Jesus is truly your King and truly my King, now you know what we have to do to keep doing. Yes, it's crazy. Nutty, absolutely. And the most beautiful thing I have ever known. Amen.